Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Laughable Habits podcast. This is your host, Michelle Bassinet. I want to tell you a little story. When I was at the gym this morning, I was listening to a podcast. It, this podcast was called The School of Greatness. It is hosted by Lewis Howes. It's a fabulous podcast. And he had a guest author on his show today. And the guest author, his name is James Clear. Now, some of you may know that name. Some of you may not. If you do not know him, he wrote a book a few years ago called Atomic Habits, and it is a really powerful, phenomenal book about habits. If you haven't read it, I highly encourage you to do so, or at the very least, listen to the audiobook or look up James Clear, search him because he has some really great content out there. But in this episode, they were talking about habits. And there were so many profound moments in the episode that I actually stopped my workout multiple times to rewind and take notes. Like I wanted to be able to capture what they had just said because it was so good. And one thing that really stood out to me was this, and I quote, when scientists analyze people who appear to have tremendous self-control, it turns out those individuals aren't all that different from those who are struggling. Instead, Disciplined people are better at structuring their lives in a way that does not require heroic willpower and self-control. And I thought that that was so powerful. So I'm going to explain a little bit about what that means and just give some examples of how that applies to our lives. So he then goes on to explain that those people with the tremendous self-control, what they have done and how they've been able to have self-control is because they have modified their environment to eliminate temptations. Now let's sit with that for a moment. They have modified their environment to eliminate temptations. I want you to think about what your health, fitness, and life goals are. And I want you to think about what temptations get in the way of you achieving your goals. So I want to give you a couple of examples just to see if you can recognize how this applies in your life. So if you wanted to work out on Tuesday, for example, but your workout on Tuesday is not scheduled in your calendar, right? It's very tempting then to allow other things to eat up your time or to become the priority. And before you know it, it's the end of the day Tuesday and your workout didn't happen. Now you see working out, it's not necessarily fun. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. And when something isn't necessarily enjoyable, it's so easy to become distracted and easily fill your time with other things that seem more important at the time. How do you see that for yourself? I catch myself doing that. I catch myself doing that when it comes to work. I caught myself doing that this weekend when I wanted to go for a walk for, with my dog. You know, Saturday morning, I very loosely told myself that I would go for a 40-minute walk with my dog at some point, and I initially was going to go first thing in the morning, but I began to negotiate with myself that I'm going to go later, and now I'm going to go later, and then when later came, I was going to go later, so I never gave myself a really specific time, so other things just became the priority, and not only did other things become the priority, I was actually intentionally, I can catch myself doing this now, intentionally finding other things to do so I didn't have to do the walk. Well, at 4.30, I knew that it was really my last chance to get it done, and I am and I did. So I'm so glad that I got to do it. But partway through my walk, 
I was actually thinking about how ridiculous it is that we do this to ourselves because listen, walking is relatively easy. Now I'm going to speak for me. It's easy for me to do. It's easy for me to go out for a walk, but I gave that damn walk so much power and weight over me throughout the day. And it's a great reminder that the hardest part when it comes to something like a walk is just putting on your shoes and walking out the door. Now let's use an example of food and nutrition. This, I believe, is probably an easy example that many of you can resonate with. So if you have a goal of improving your health and or losing weight, does the food in your fridge and your pantry reflect your goal? Now, if you have a goal of improving your health and or losing weight, does the food in your fridge and pantry reflect this goal? If it doesn't, I want you to reflect on why it doesn't. Let's go back to that quote that James Cleary on the podcast said this morning. When scientists analyze people who appear to have tremendous self-control, it turns out those individuals aren't all that different from those who are struggling. Instead, disciplined people are better at structuring their lives in a way that does not require heroic willpower and self-control. Don't you sometimes feel like you need heroic willpower and self-control to not eat the foods or to, to not do the things or continue with the bad habits? How much willpower and self-control are you expecting from yourself when you have foods in your fridge and pantry that do not align with your goals? This is just another kind of torture. Now, if you're a parent, you may be thinking, well, my kids like these foods and I want to give you some tough love. But first, let me say, I hear you. Kids are kids, and we want to let them have their treats. But the tough love is this. How are those treats serving their health? Do they really need them? Do they need those foods? Don't get me wrong. We had chips in the house on Saturday night. Like I intentionally went to the store with my kids and said, everybody pick out a bag of chips. We all did it. And we were enjoying the chips on Saturday night. But we don't have chips in the house all the time. We only buy things like pop when we have company over, and it's very rare that we have cookies in the pantry. Why? Because when it's there, we all eat it. And when it's not there, we don't. When it's there, I may be tempted to eat them. And when they're not there, I'm not tempted. So can you begin to set up your environment to help you achieve your goals? You do not have to change everything. What is a small modification that you can make like right now, like listening to this podcast? Can you walk over to your pantry? Can you walk into your kitchen? I'm not going to tell you to go throw the things out, but can you make a commitment next time you go to the grocery store to not buy them? Maybe it's buying the treats and snacks half the amount of time, or maybe it's buying them less. So I want you to sit with that. And I want you to think about how you can eliminate temptations in your life. Play with this concept. Pay attention to the temptations around you, my friends, and begin to take steps to say bye-bye to the temptations and say hello to your results. So I hope this like hit you today. I hope you heard this and you're like, holy crap, she's talking to me or holy smokes, I didn't realize that. This was a big aha moment for me this morning. I am somewhat mindful of the temptations, but it's just been a, a really great reminder of how I can improve my environment as well. So help yourself not have to depend on heroic willpower and discipline to reach your goals. Create an environment that has less temptations for yourself. All right. I want you to share this episode with your friends because I know this is a good one that needs to be shared and that other people need to hear. And with that said, my friends, you have an amazing week and remember, do something for you. 
It doesn't need to be big. It just needs to be done and it needs to be scheduled in your calendar. Go put it in your calendar. Have a great week. 